0: It's <laughs> like I'm swimming in the ocean's made for me. Never
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> been this free.
0: Like I'm <laughs> <running> <laughs> <in gold. laughs>
2: God will be your glory and splendor Isaiah 60 19 <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, joy unspeakable, full of glory. Good evening, good afternoon, and guten morgen. How's everybody doing today?
1: <laughs>
2: Alrighty then! Amen Amen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. oh joy is really strong <laughs> Go ahead Breathe some of that rarefied air Of the higher glory realms That the angels And your spirit are going to rise up into Taste and see That the promised land Is good God's got good plans In store for you Plans for prosperity and never for failure. God rejoices in the prosperity of His sons and daughters. And you are His sons and daughters if you continue to do His will and not your own. Amen. Amen. The only way you can do your own will is if you're deceived. So, if we read the Bible, it says that the potent sorcery of Babylon the Great deceived all nations, and that is arch enemy. You have an enemy, and its name is deception. So, how do we not be deceived to do any other will of any other being, angel, man, woman, you know, even charismatic ministry? You see, there is a will inside every ministry. We just got to make sure it's the will of God. God's will needs to be the heaviest substance in our lives. You can say God's will is an all-consuming will. And there can be no other will. (laughs) (laughs) The will of God is supreme. The will of God is everything for you in success in Jesus Christ. This should be top priority. The will of God. How do we know that we're doing the will of God? Doing the will of God will be like a substance of light inside you that will consume all the desires and thoughts of your heart and mind. So the Bible says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. So God's plans are in him in the Holy Spirit and he's imparting them into your spirit you have to desire the spirit above yourself God's will is only in the Holy Spirit who are the children of God those who follow the will of God who is the spirit of God now following the spirit of God is the will of God Jesus Christ told you what God's will is was for your life it was to follow the spirit of truth into all truth so that's top priority now everything in your life is about following and leadership submitting and becoming living sacrifices the sacrifice is the following of the leadership of Jesus Christ you can say Jesus Christ is our altar because the Bible declares so, and you are the sacrifice. And according to the sacrifice of your flesh, your blood, your brain, your mind, your heart, your feelings and emotions, and all your spirit, is the potential possibility of doing the good, acceptable, or perfect will of God. <laughs> three different categories. Jesus Christ said the same thing. There will be the good, the acceptable, and the perfect. There will be the 30, the 60, and the hundredfold of what? Doing the will of God. So we have a lot of zealots around here that all say, I'm all in hundredfold. Let me do the will of God. But you're tested on the altar of Jerusalem. You're tested in fire, it is written. He will test you in fire. And test every spirit in fire. And test every believer in fire. For what? To do the will of God. Success is in one area only. Doing God's will. And that's what we want for all of us. That you may be eternally successful. Tapping in to everlasting light. Isaiah 60 verse 19. But the Lord Jesus Christ will be an everlasting light for you. And your God will be your glory and splendor Mm. the glory and splendor is the reward of doing god's will so the bible says we go from one degree of glory glory and splendor light to a greater degree of glory splendor and even dimensional occupation resurrection ascension and dimensional occupation in realms of greater light how by doing God's will ascension can only happen by doing the will of God
1: mm-hmm.
2: so what is the will of God simple following the Holy Spirit how are we certain that we're following the Holy Spirit his glory and his mm-hmm. splendor are getting brighter in our spirit mm-hmm. if the spirit is consuming the soul and the flesh it is evidence that that you are going from glory to glory, which can only happen by doing God's will. So, oftentimes we learn what's not God's will because there's no intensification of His uncreated light in our hearts, which means there's no renewing of the mind. How is the mind renewed? The transfiguration of the believer by the renewing of the mind. Romans 12 2. How are you transfigured? By light through your spirit. From doing God's will.
1: Mm.
2: Oftentimes you'll learn God's will. Because you'll have. A feeling. It's not even always an audible voice. Sometimes it's just. An inclination called an unction to function. From the Holy One. Who knows all things. And he just puts it in your spirit. What is the will of God. And the right thing to do. And you learn. Not often by the shout. But by the whisper. Mm. Yeah. So that you're quiet, and your your ears are open. What does the Bible say? Let the church hear what the Spirit says, which means there has to be a posture of listening. Not so much on the outside in the world; we don't listen to the mm-hmm. world, but on the inside, inside the temple of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. Just lay hands on your diaphragm, listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. Mm-hmm. Amen. And the Spirit and the Bride say come. So the Bible says listen, and then it says what it says. The Bible actually tells you what the Spirit is saying to the churches Mm -hmm. later in the book. It says come and drink, which means the river of life is the voice of many waters. How do we listen to God to do God's will? By hearing what the spirit is saying to the churches from the inside getting god inside minded open the eyes of my heart how about this open the ears of my heart
3: open the ears so we can hear (laughs) open
2: the ears of my heart
3: open the ears of
2: my heart lord why so when you hear you can only be led of god By your senses being directed by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So you're going into mystical dimensions. What's mystical about it? It's invisible in Christ. What's the mystic mystery, Apostle Paul says? The mystic mystery is Christ. Christ. Why mystical? Because it's invisible. Why mystical? Because it's in you in a dimension in you that's different from the natural realm. It's really the realm of the born-again believer spirit. And in that realm, all realms go from glory to glory if you prioritize your spirit over yourself. You can only grow in Christ if your spirit man is prioritized over your soulish man. The soulish man will constantly rob the believer Mm -hmm. of peace breakthrough revelation divine leadership Mm -hmm. promised land blessings Mm -hmm. even the biggest robbery we've ever seen and it's the common most common thing in christianity is relationships satan's got all kinds of relationships to screw you up god has all kinds of relationships fellowship companies they're called in the bible clans it's a biblical terminology for the group of people God has set apart for you to grow with. All over the world, companies are forming in the will of God to grow in Jesus mm. Christ. That's good. Amen.
3: That's good. Yeah, A lot of people will end up, I noticed, it'll be like that one person that Satan sent into their life and then it's like, oh, that's the friend and then and everything else that God was sending is just like by the wayside. And if you don't pick it up, you might lose it. So it's just... You know, people like, oh my destiny, 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 oh my destiny, my destiny, and my oh yeah, I, 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 uh, uh, uh. and it's just like, oh my gosh, like just calm down, be calm, stay humble, stay calm, calm and humble go hand in hand, come-ble, come-ble, humble, 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 hum-ble. <laughs> and uh, you just gotta discern who's all in your life, which ones are from Satan. And which ones are from Jesus? Which ones are the ones that God's allowing your outer courts to learn from you from a distance? And that's healthy, right? We need to have healthy boundaries. That's one thing that abusive, uh, false light, glory stream, counterfeited Christianity has a lot of is, you know, those abusive things. That's why by the time people get to us, They're all, you know, there's a lot of emotional and psychological damage. Why? Because the whore of Babylon Christianity, as well as people might be meaning to try and to do good when they're still under the principality of Jezebel because they haven't risen over that, there is, by default, the human condition of the fallen angel nature, which is emotionally and psychologically and even sometimes physically abusive. And so that damage happens. And so what happens is you have a trauma response. So by the time you find the people that God was trying to bring you to, Mm. right, He brings you through something. So, I mean, each and every one of you, at the sound of my voice, you can remember a time in a season, God was bringing you through something, but you might have thought at the time He was bringing you to that. That's why it was so heartbreaking. Certain groups, certain religions, or churches or online ministries, and you learned along the way, but God was bringing you through it, not to that thing. So by the time you get here, you're like, oh man, I have all this crap from my past, and now I have PTSD every time someone tries to correct me, or if there's an authority figure, or even like angelic authority and hierarchy and angelic culture, there's a trauma response there that's ingrained into the mind and the psyche and emotions. And that's the tree that we're in that we're dealing with right now, which is Berea of Yetzirah. Remember, this is all Jesus Christ. He fills and upholds all things, and it's the design of all creation. Mm -hmm. This pattern is in creation everywhere. So what you're dealing with with Berea of Yetzirah is that world of creation, that intellectual part of creation in that emotional sense or that formation of the emotions, the intellectual emotions, which is a real big one. That's why, you know, as you go through these things, you might find yourself having extreme emotions, way up, way down. What you wanna do, this is what helps Mila, is that angelic reminder to stay calm and stay humble. Stay calm and stay humble. And just remind yourself, we're dealing with the curse of the fall in my DNA, my thoughts, my mind, my emotions. And as I call on the Lord Jesus within me to help me in that moment, he shows me the way to pass my test, to lead me out of temptation. And so when you come around to angelic authority and the actual body of Christ, because the kingdom age, it's kings and queens, lords and ladies. We have, you know, princesses and princes. You know, you're royalty. And you've known that you're royalty. So why is that that when you come around, there's always that kind of strife, competition, fears, envying, jealousies, and a lot of PTSD trauma-based responses. It's because of what you've been through. So why is it different this time? A lot of times the dying part of us, the uncircumcised, soulish nature that still resembles more of the fallen angels, it's it's not been dealt with yet. It'll say, oh no, I see this, you know, this is the input that I'm getting from a leader or from a ministry. And what the brain does, it's that fight or flight response. That's autopilot animal response. What it does is it immediately has a a natural reaction in the emotions and in the body, physiological response. That's like, do I run or do I stay and fight? Or do I freeze? There's only three possible responses for the animal nature. And so whatever you're trying to decide out of those three things, your brain will actually go back into your past experiences and say, okay, what have we encountered in my past experience that was similar to this? What was the outcome? And how can I either get that same outcome that was successful or how can I prevent... Myself being hurt emotionally or physically and so there's that fight-or-flight or or freeze response That's the animal nature. That's what I'm talking about. So when you hear something or you see something and You feel that strife or you feel the jealousy or the envy or the fear Well, if that person's doing that what about my destiny and all those animal responses when the rubber hits the road the tires start to go in your vehicle that you're driving through life in. That's what it comes down to is, in that moment of an animal, natural response, that we've learned our whole lives, having the discipline of the word of God and the spirit within us, it's not a dead letter. The Holy Spirit reminds you of what Jesus said in the word, uh, directly rhema to you. He'll remind you of something that he said to you in a promise, in a dream or a vision or that a prophet had spoken to you, you war with the promises, war with the prophetic promises. So you can say, okay, you know, animal, soul, nature, brain. I know you're freaking out right now, but because of my training, I've been in the word. I know this is an animal response. This is a soulish response. So what's your training? What is the altar? This is where it gets real. Not just, you know, we're like, oh yes, yeah, yeah, I know that. But what is it that, that thing that triggers you? where you have that PTSD response, that trauma from your past, you're going to say, okay, self, I know that happened in the past, but I know I'm where God has brought me to right now, and he's going to carry, and he will deliver, it is written. So he's going to carry me through and deliver me through this, and I'm going to lean into his nature and sacrifice the fact that even though I've been burned, I've been hurt before, I know from the signs and wonders, the direct confirmations, dreams and visions, and the word of God, and by the fruit, I know that this is the ministry of Jesus Christ. So I'm going to trust the word of God and war with the promises for my life and put that thing to death. And typically, it'll come with a very extreme, either really positive or really negative emotion. When you start to hear yourself, your own soul saying, I'm never gonna, not gonna do that to me, I can't. All that kind of sounding thoughts, emotions, step outside of yourself for a moment, step into your own spirit and say, and look at it as objectively as possible and say, Lord, I'm just gonna have to give this to you because that's my animal nature and just command it on the altar. And when you do that and you start getting more consistent in doing that, you'll start to recognize when the animal flesh is manifesting and when the spirit is giving you direction and that just comes through practice like Brandon said you want to be plugged in with a community there's a group of people here that you can practice and help each other and stay spiritually fit through constant discernment of the right dividing of the word of God in the Holy Spirit, the seven spirits of God within you.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: That's what takes it from being an idea out there that you know we can all agree on or disagree or whatever, to this is becoming my life, I'm living it. I'm on the altar. Not just in imagination, but in reality. Because invisible light is more real than physical light and physical objects. For example, when Marilyn was in my kitchen An invisible pillar of fire hit the kitchen. The heat from it was so real, we could feel it burning. Actual heat that transferred into the natural dimension. It was invisible, but it was not imaginary. That's the difference between God outside-minded bewitchment, lying visions and dreams and imaginations and desires that spring from delusions Which is deception, that's where lust springs from. Lust for all kinds of things. What you don't have, you can't have what you want, because when you ask for it, you're asking with the wrong motives. Check the motives. So this is where it gets real. We make it a daily practice. Die to self, get the word in daily, into the eyes. Put this thing on the altar, and if you mess up, repent quickly and keep in practice with it. And it will bear fruit. Amen. Mm-hmm.
2: Glory. Ministry like a sharp two-edged sword. Dividing soul from spirit. Dividing you from the Holy Spirit in you. Realizing the glory progressively, which is a relationship with God in that temple you're in right now. Consecration, sanctification, being constantly set apart in every area of your inner man is knowing jesus inside that temple right now so you rise externally as you know jesus internally there is an external resurrection that you're not living in the dumpster anymore you're not living on the street you're not living in a crack house you're not living a low life in sin and darkness anymore your outer man has risen into higher realms of freedom and glory by your relationship with God inside your hearts so all things are to strengthen that relationship that you have with the living God in your hearts it's called the bright morning star rising in your heart 2nd Peter 1 how by the prophetic word made sure. And we also have the prophetic word made sure. What does it mean? A strong substance to feed your spirit so that God and His might can manifest through your hearts and out your foreheads. And it will come out your forehead, which means it will transfigure your personality. Personality based on the animal burns away. Personality based on the angel intensifies every day. How? By doing the will of the Father, which mm-hmm. is your angelic food. Jesus Christ said in the Bible, he's sending people to market to get bread, and he says, listen, I've already had mm-hmm. bread. He said, so, did someone go buy him a loaf of bread? <laughs> no, my bread is to do the will of my Father in heaven, which means Jesus was strengthened with nourishment, like eating a feast by simply doing the will of God. How? How? Are we strengthened for the journey through everything we have to go through in life? And you'll go through a lot of stuff according to the strength of the food of the Word of God. And he said, doing the will of God. What was his food? Doing. Without doing the will of God, there's no strengthening of stature of spiritual ability. You'll remain animal forever. Which means an external form is your arch enemy. The internal doing of the will of God angelically in your invisible person, in the invisible God, in invisible might, and invisible light will so strengthen the inner man by superhuman energy that he mightily enkindles and is working within you that you may do the will of God each day. What is the will of God? Pray without ceasing. and everything give thanks. This is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus, Thessalonians states. Which means it's not specifically do-do-voodoo, external gotta-do-do-do-do-do. Do, 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 do. It's internal mm-hmm. focus, which will hone the energy to move the body into position. So you look at Nathaniel, great example in the Gospels. Mm-hmm. How did he begin to do the will of God? He was positioned under the tree, praying. Mm. Prayer is positioning yourself to hear God and then making your soul available to obey God in anything he says. So if you pray and you're not open to hearing what God has to say, you might not Mm -hmm. come to him and drink. A lot of Christians don't want to drink. They just want to think. But the Spirit says and those who've opened their hearts to hear what the spirit says the churches then later hear what he says and he says come and drink and notice there's a group of people already there at the well they're the voice piece of the voice of God the spirit says through the bride come and drink is it spirit only no spirit mixed with flesh disobedient flesh not at all flesh that has become the temple of the holy spirit's voice how do you become an oracle of god which is prophetic by doing the will of god hearing and obeying each day it'll cause you to get extremely accurate your mouth becomes an oracle of god why because you've done the will of god therefore your spirit man is strengthened and your spirit man supersedes your soul man and your flesh man and the Mm. soul and the flesh become the obedient magnifiers of the spirit man so the spirit man and the bride say come and drink you could say the bride is the transformed soul the woman married to christ in revelation is the soul transfigured by doing the will of god and following and obeying Mm. the spirit of truth amen Amen. when the soul obeys the glory intensifies when the soul hardens its heart because your heart is part of your soul guess what happens no glory Mm. fading glory you get into death you get into sin you get into rebellion you get into alcohol you get into terrible relationships that destroy your lives. So the enemy Mm -hmm. has prepared external temptations, but God has prepared Mm -hmm. a table before you in the presence of those enemy temptations. And Mm -hmm. what is the table that God prepares? The food of doing His will. Do His will. Not just Mm -hmm. hearers only, but doers also. I will show you my faith with my works, James says. What are God's works? To obey and believe the one God sent. So he sent the Spirit into our hearts. So we believe the Spirit, therefore we're energized to prove our faith through actions. Faith Mm -hmm. without actions is dead. It is written. Mm -hmm. What are the actions? So now I'll tell you, From example, for my own life. Every season of life, because I'm all about following God no matter what, I despise people pleasing Mm -hmm. I despise temptation. I hate sin. I love holiness. So God confirms his word to me, usually with numerous prophets and also the audible voice of God and with dreams and with visions and with a greater intimacy with the person of his presence. And so all of these things intensify, the whole kingdom of heaven intensifies by doing God's will. Each season I'll ask, And for the last several years, he says, My will is for you to continue to broadcast Joel's bar. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: He's actually said it to me so many numerous (laughs) times. Almost all the prophecies I have towards this apostolic destiny is to broadcast the glory of God. One prophet from Wisconsin once told me, this was like maybe 15 years ago, he says, Your preaching will actually go all the way to the complete destruction of the devil. Mm -hmm. That's a prophetic promise I have that Joel's bar and the preaching of Joel's bar will completely destroy Samael, king of demons. And we're gonna go all the way and destroy the chief of the kingdom of hell and all the demons. Amen, and that's what we've gone through the whole time. Constantly attacking the works of the devil destroying the works of the devil when the will of god is strong in you the son of man is made manifest to destroy the works of the devil it is written how have we proficiently destroyed demonic activity to bring clarity and vision and energizing of the believer's spirit by attacking lies with truth Mm. your word is truth father i have given them the glory That you have given to me the glory that I had with you before the world was. And he says that his glory is the truth. The truth of the Holy Spirit is what manifests the glory. In that glory is the judgment towards Satan and his angels. Satan's a liar and the father of lies, the Bible says. Which means when you bring the light that is truth. What's the Bible call it in John 1? True light. True light has come into the world, and the enemy hated it because it exposed the religion as evil. They were full of religion in those days when Jesus of Nazareth walked the earth. The difference was when he came, he brought a different light than the light of religion. Arch enemy of Messiah is religious light. Why light? Because it looks like God, it looks like Jesus, it looks like. Like the Holy Ghost, they were certain they were doing God's will, but the Bible tells us they were doing the will of their Father the devil. Jesus repeated that phrase continuously to those who are in religious light. When you're in religious light, you do the will of the devil. When you are in true light, you bring forth God the Father, and it destroys the will of and works of the devil that's what we need more than anything true light true light will always confront all falsehood in you through you and around you Jesus Christ said I have not come to bring peace but a sword to divide asunder true and false false fathers from false children false children from false mothers I have not come to bring peace but a sword red letters it is written what does that mean To destroy religion in the covenant relationship. To expose the works of the devil, because the devil is only working around the covenant. Old covenant, you see, all the works of the devil are around Israel, around the temple, around the prophets, around the priests, around the kings. The whole Bible says so. What is the new covenant conflict? It's the devil involved in Christianity entirely. That's what the Bible says. So the devil is mostly involved in this world through Christianity. Absolute facts. So we need to cleanse Christianity from the devil. And our lives completely and totally depend on it. How do we do that? By getting radically set apart into the spirit of holiness and learning true light. True light always drives out the human being true light has no tolerance for any false light true light Mm -hmm. hates false light as it is Mm -hmm. written I have loved righteousness Mm -hmm. hated wickedness Mm -hmm. hated false light Mm -hmm. therefore God your God has anointed you with the oil of joy beyond your fellow kings the oil of joy is an empowerment to destroy all the enemies of the true light that's come into the world Jesus Christ is the true light. Jesus Christ is present in our hearts by the Spirit of truth, and the Spirit of truth is a source of light. And the measure that you believe the truth, obey the truth, are acting out all your senses through the truth of Jesus in your hearts is the measurement of your brightness.
3: I hate every false way it is written. I hate.
2: There is a measurement of the brightness of truth. It requires action. If you really believe something, you'll invest in it with all your house. It's not even a question. It's the thing you're most excited about. What most excites you? Is it family? Is it religion? Is it you? Is it money? Is it lust? Is it flesh? Is it food? The thing that most excites you is your god enthroned in your hearts right now some of you are most excited by food some of you are most excited by religion and the upgrades to your own soul from the things of god because you're still members of the whore of babylon and not the kingdom of heaven it must be jesus inside you and none other there can be no other gods or idols besides him in a true disciple's body. When your life is consumed for Jesus, and Jesus is the source of your excitement, now the upgrades are on. Now everything I do, what does the Bible say? Zeal for his house has consumed me. What house? The house of Messiah. The Bible says the house of Messiah will devour all the other houses in these days. A house is a kingdom. A house has servants in our house. Our many servants, two out of three angelic servants, are in our messianic house Mm -hmm. right now. And Jesus Christ is looking for a people that will learn how to serve in his house. What's the anointing? Servanthood. Volunteers in the days of your power. Psalms 110. Which means we have to be willing servants. What was wrong with these other servants? These parables about servanthood... Mm -hmm. They were not willing to magnify the true light. They buried true light Mm -hmm. out of fear and they got into just what the humans were doing. Being involved in the human is profaning the Mm -hmm. divine. Be set apart from the human. You have God's holy word. You have the will of God in the word of God. God the Father's entire will for the entire course of civilization is written in the Bible already. When you mix the Bible with the blood of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the living water inside your hearts, the will of God begins to churn in your bellies like butter. It begins to make the oil of the anointing that does God's will in your hearts. Virgins full of oil. Why? Because they've mixed the word with their spirit. At what? The expense of their blood. That's why it's called the blood covenant, because you put your whole lifeblood, your whole humanity has to be given into the Word, the Spirit, and the fire of God inside your hearts, and it mixes together blood, fire, billows of smoke. Where? Inside Joel's army. Joel's army is a people that have allowed the Holy Scriptures, God's Word, to mix with their blood, to mix with their spirit, to mix with their bones and marrow. The Word of God, Hebrews 4.12, mixes and separates and judges spirit, soul, mind, bone, marrow, and makes everything new in what substance? The substance is that the word brings when mixed with your hearts and minds and bodies is the shekinah and the shekinah of the father can be so strong that it recreates all creation what's the new heavens a new heavens means the true light has removed the false light what's the new earth means there's no more religion, there's no more strange fire, there's no more charismatic witchcraft, there's no workers of iniquity prostituting the gifts of the Spirit. Jesus saying, Depart from me, all you do doo voodoo charismatic witches of Jezebel. It's a whole earth that lives and submits and breathes and has its senses exercised in true light. Mm. How do we bring forth God's will that powerfully? It must consume us entirely. You want to be a leader? God's setting apart chosen ones in these days. Leaders of millions. That's what all the testing the last 20 years has been about. It hasn't been about having another revival. It hasn't been about having the best church. It's about having the celestial, mature, manifest, we, O sons of God, conquering the heavens in true light as temples so glorified by obedience to the spirit of holiness that the whole heavenly, angelic, celestial realm is shaken. And all people's gods on earth are exposed. And that's a good thing. And don't think it's going to be Jesus, Christians. It's going to be all kinds of idolatry. There's going to be stuff crawling out of you like centipedes, millipedes, snakes, and scorpions. I tell you the truth, the standard has been so low in the terrestrial, when the celestial comes, it exposes what celestial was in you the whole time. And don't think we're surprised. We know nothing good dwells inside human beings. You don't fully know that yet. As you rise in the celestial realms of the angels, they reveal the human sin at a Father God microscopic level. And I tell you the truth, it's all messed up. The fact remains, nothing good dwells in my flesh, Apostle Paul, it is written. I know. What does it mean, know? From experience, 25 years deep into apostolic, civilization-shifting ministry, the great Apostle Paul says, I know that nothing good dwells in my flesh. Do you know that yet? I know the bride does not realize that level of glory yet that level of celestial true light yet that nothing good dwells in her spirit soul mind or flesh and oftentimes when we're terrestrial and animal we take that as condescension and condemnation and i'm not good enough you never will be just get over it you're not you're not worthy he's worthy that's why it's called grace Growing in grace is recognizing you're never worthy at any level of light. You're never worthy when you fully manifest the exact radiance of God the Father's glory in heaven. You won't be worthy then. Jesus gave it to you as a gift of grace, which means all praise and thanks be ascribed to the Lamb of God. There will be a thanks for you. What will be your thanks? A wise woman is to be praised. What will be your praise? What will be the soul's praise is her ability to marry the Lamb, which is terminate the human being throughout its entire existence. That's where the angels look upon you. How did you get so much of God inside your soul? I terminated every aspect of my human nature, constantly offering it on the sacrificial altar of Jerusalem so that the Lamb of God can be married into my soul. So when angels look upon me, they see God. When angels looked upon Adam, they trembled and shook because they saw God. When angels looked upon Enoch after he translated into heaven, they shook and trembled and some of them even said there's another Yahweh in heaven. And they were punished because it was simply a man who made room for more of God. You are men and women learning how to yield to God's divinity. So how can we not have unity since it's all about one true God and his true light being formed in all of our souls? When that one God, Jesus Christ, be formed in us, then we'll have unity of the brethren. But when there's a hundred thousand different denominational Jesuses and a hundred thousand different Pentecostal Holy Spirits down here, and everyone is certain they're doing their own will, like the first coming of Jesus, they were so certain they were right with God. What they say, we are the children of Abraham. They protested at every word of Messiah. So will it be in his second coming. The Christians will protest every celestial word because they're only good terrestrially you realize that's what the exposure of the horror babylon is that all your charismatic lives are terrestrial and it is total prostitution and you haven't come to a full realization of it as you rise into the heavenlies and become more dependent on a greater relationship of a Holy Spirit you're too familiar with and barely know, you'll realize it's Jesus getting formed in you. There, you'll have unity in the interpretation of Scripture. Mm. Apostolic teaching, like you read in the New Testament, that all of it uh, is in agreement. Peter's in agreement with Paul. Peter's saying, listen to Paul. It's great Scripture being written Mm -hmm. by Paul. Peter says that in his letters There is an affirmation amongst all the apostolic teaching Mm -hmm. because they're in a similar resurrected Mm -hmm. realm.
3: Yeah, notice how there was like no strife when Peter was like, yeah, you should definitely (laughs) check out what he's writing. That's some good stuff. (laughs) Like, yeah, check it out. It's deep. Because he came out of such deep darkness in in the white magic of the knowledge of good that the glorification of that was just absolutely stunning, incredible writing through his vessel from the Holy Spirit and so it's just absolutely incredible and just great comradeship and you know one of the great promises of God you know in the lives of those who rise my favorite promises the Lord has given me he said you will be worthy in all our unworthiness and blackness on this journey upwards one of the promises is that you will be made worthy Mm. You will be made worthy, and it's so precious. You will be made worthy. How is that even possible after <laughs> rising and seeing the blackness and the nastiness and the mm-hmm. creepy crawlies that came out? You're just like, oh, that was in there, Lord Jesus. <laughs> you know, uh, the really, new, the
2: new creature is God's mm. own offspring.
3: But I have a verse for that. Check it out. Okay, this is so good. You'll love this. And this is another one of the things that he said. He said, "You will be made beautiful." and you'll be made worthy and of those he says that remain under the Sun when I asked him you know why don't they go up and he simply and this shocked me because I was a little bit more religious to not think like that he said because they're not worthy and it kind of shook me but you just were so religious like you know when God says something to me that it could be offensive you know like oh really are you sure (laughs) you know but he said but they can become worthy I can make them worthy worthy to rise, worthy to be in those places in uh, Exodus 29 when he says people of Israel I will meet and speak with you there and my shining glory will make the place holy because of who I am the tent will become sacred and Aaron and his sons will become worthy To serve as my priests. And so that fresh anointing, because of who he is and his shining glory, makes the place holy, the place where they offer the sacrifice. The tent will become sacred, and Aaron and his sons will become worthy to serve as my priests. He wants a, a kingdom of priests. And so We go through these stages, like Brandon was saying, we go through this realizing I could never do anything to be worthy, I'm not worthy. And then we see all the nastiness and the stuff coming out and you go up in the sun and it starts getting all burnt out and you're like, oh God, that was all in there. Because in his light, we see light. So we see all the false light as it's illuminated in his true light, invisible light. And so you just have to deal with it. And then when he decrees you, when you become holy, When he calls you and decrees you and he makes you holy and he calls you holy, uh, there's a level of sanctification that God decrees you holy in rising in the sapphire stones. So you go from this whole background of, I know I'm not worthy. I know I can't be, you know, this or that or the other. And then he he decrees you holy and says that now you're worthy. So we kind of, sometimes we have, we go from one extreme to the other from, thinking, you know, oh, I can and I am I, I must be worthy because I am a Christian and she's like, "Nope, not worthy." Under the sun to in the sun and above the sun, you make that journey and you realize and you recognize in his light, you know, your unworthiness to even untie his sandals. As John the Baptist said, but who is he now above the sun? sandal <laughs> He's worthy of all the sandals now, you know. But um <laughs> but, but we kind of we got to Not to the left, not to the right. And as he decrees us worthy, what does it say? Not because of what we've done or who we are, but because of who he is, the great I am. His shining glory is making you worthy. And where is that glory? You're going to be closer and closer to the light of his glory in the sun, above the sun, in father, son. Now who watching right now, who here and who watching online wants to be able to behold light that has the power to tear apart the seventh heaven. There is a level of God the Father's light that if he unveiled it in the seventh heaven, it would rip it into pieces. It would tear it in half. Because that level even of the seventh heaven can't handle that much light from God. Those angels are not capable of enduring that much light without being completely destroyed. Who wants to experience that light? Yeah. yeah. say so a so volunteer as tribute
2: a volunteer's Here's tribute. tribute. <laughs> all right. You can put it in the
3: comments if you want to if you would like to make that your prayer. We're just going to come in agreement with you that you know come up the mountain and be made holy and we just shake loose all those complexes of like I know I'm holy under the sun. And eh, nope. And then over the sun, no, oh, I'm not. I can't. I can't. Come on. I'm calling you you're you're, you're being made holy now. Okay? So we just it's like it was one extreme, and then we're the other extreme. It's just like Ruth Hefflin said, we tend to go over here, and then we go over here. And it's just that process he's working out in you, just to get over <laughs> ourselves and enjoy him, because it's based on the great I am and who he is. You have, okay, this is what's cool. This is what he told me. He said, you know, he said, you know, Rebecca, you have the yad He vav He DNA in you, and so do your brothers and sisters. You know what that means? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm just going to go out of limb and say, no, I, uh, where, where are we going with this? You have the potential to grow into the seven heavens and become a creature who can endure that light that's brighter, that would tear apart the seventh heaven. Because that's my DNA of the great I am in you. If you keep developing that DNA, growing in your spirit, There's a potential for you to experience that light that the angels have never even seen. Heavens that angels haven't seen yet. Mm. Who wants to sign up for that? We do, we do, yeah. You know, wouldn't that be a trip? Man, this light would rip apart the seventh heavens. We're checking it out next week. Come on, Charlie, let's go. (laughs) Come on, guys. We're gonna do it. How are you gonna survive? Well, you know, it'd be fun. It's like a roller coaster, you know? It'll be great. That's why, it's like, why all the Jacob's Ladder? Why all these different worlds and realms? Because if the the angels and beings in the seventh heavens right now would be ripped apart just by experiencing more of his light, the fact that we can even exist in this fallen state right now is great grace. And also it's a filtration of light. Because if more of God's light was in this place, we would die and then we wouldn't be able to finish our mission. So the old is progressively coming off. The new is being built up more and more light so that we can live in the glory, stand in the glory, experience more light, more glory. So it's getting brighter on the inside. Mm -hmm. And it's that covering that humility that Jesus put on of becoming a human being that we could experience the reality of the the fullness of the Father's invisible light, but in a human body so that it wouldn't kill us. It wouldn't kill them when they were on the fishing boat with Jesus. Why did he only bring up two people onto the mountain for transfiguration? Is it because they were, you know, the favorites, you know? He didn't really care about the rest of them. It's just, you gotta be in the VIP club. It's not like that. The only reason people think like that is because they've experienced that type of human behavior so that's the only experience they have to interpret that kind of situation. Which is not true.
2: Their spirit was more available for fruitfulness.
3: Mm, and they could handle the brightness. Mm. It would have actually damaged some of the others. You want to be walking in and be able to see, see that brightness.
2: The internal desire for a light. Mm-hmm. How bright a person wants to be. Ooh. And the soul often wants to diminish that light because the diminishing of the light of God in the soul is your own personal self-light.
3: And that's what empowers the demonic to use the Shekinah glory, the diminishing of light.
2: He must increase, you must decrease for all the days of your walk with Christ. Amen. Check this out. 1 Kings eight eleven. The Lord's glory was in the cloud, <laughs> and the light from it was so bright... That the priests could not stay inside <laughs> to do their work. Second seven one message. When Solomon finished praying, a bolt of lightning out of heaven struck the whole burnt offering and sacrifices and the glory of God filled the temple. The glory was so dense that the priests could <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Hold on. The glory was <laughs> so dense that the priests couldn't get in. God so filled the temple that there was no room for the priests, no room for humanity. Mm-hmm. Just the increase of light so strongly that there's literally no room mm-hmm. for the human being. Amen. That's where you want to go. That's Erebus psalm 68 verse 4 the high heavens the seventh heavens is written in the word called arabos god rides upon his arabos we'll read that in a minute when all israel saw the fire fall from heaven and the glory of god fill the temple now you're that temple your body is the temple of the glory of god let the fresh glory fill your temple even with the lightning strike the lightning had to strike the bull offering. It's like the Mm. horns of pride. Lightning strikes that stuff and Satan is struck down by lightning. I saw Satan fall out of you like lightning. That's how it works with Michael when he strikes Mm. down Satan's pride with lightning through every believer's temple and it's that significant. It's not just out in space dealing with stuff. You are the possessors of space. You're the possessors of the heavens. You're the temples of the heavens. It means that this happens in your own mindsets. Satan will fall in your mindsets when Michael strikes him down with the Mm -hmm. lightnings of God the Father's sword. What are the lightnings of the Father's sword? Jesus Christ, the Word of God. Lightnings in the Father's right hand. What is it? The release of Jesus out of the heart of the Father and it goes forth with angel armies fire fell from heaven and the glory of God filled the temple they fell on their knees bowed their heads and worshiped thanking God yes God is good his love never quits
3: Uh, never quit ministries
2: Now this one, I've been wanting to do this one honestly with you guys for years. This has been in my heart for years. This is so wild. Verse 2 talks about the blob. I'm going to read in the message translation. But just last night I noticed that they're in the deep waters of Australia. They have something called the blob fish.
4: Mm.
2: There's depths in you where blobs are about to be burnt up. Blob fishes.
4: Burnt blob fishes. Blob fishes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Jesus if you, breakfast.
2: You gotta Google what a blobfish looks like and just re- recognize that's what the lightnings and the glory and the fire of Yadhe Vavhe is gonna burn out of Yadhe Vavhe's temples today and inscribe his name with cherubim, seraphim, ophanim, and the angelic realms right through the palaces of your souls. God is gonna possess his people with the fullness of the glory. Of his angelic kingdom. Hebrews says, God's kingdom is entirely angelic. Mm -hmm. And the human ain't allowed in. So just get that out of you. (laughs) There (laughs) ain't no religion make you worthy to enter his kingdom. It's Jesus, and as he grows in you and drives the human being out, the new creature is entirely angelic. Why are you growing in the angelic? Because you're born again. You're born of the angelic. Anyone that says otherwise is a liar. The Bible clearly teaches the transfiguration from human to angel. And if you don't believe that, you'll have no grid for the promised land.
3: You've got Ereboth, writer, genetics <laughs> in you with light so strong that it could rip the seventh heaven that he's writing upon. You
2: want to know a doctor and a demons tonight? Your promised land is in your human nature. Oh! Junk. Like your promised land's in the earth. Nonsense promised lands clearly written in the book of revelation is cosmic celestial second heavens book of revelation is entirely about the second heavens that's your promised land and in the second heavens you can only obtain it through angelic nature your human nature is your arch enemy and that's why many of you struggle so much because you're not willing to give it up because you're good in your own eyes because you just cling to human goodness so you cling to antichrist truth anyhow Make that your arch enemy. Make the angelic and the transfiguration from human to angel understood in your mind. From Enoch to Metatron. From Elijah to Sandalphon. Every person has a transfiguration. From Jesus of Nazareth to the Lion of the tribe of Judah able to open the seven seals. Amen. Jesus' whole human nature changed so much that the Bible says... The human beings that he was with in his earthly life no longer could visually perceive him as the same person. He was a completely different looking being according to the Bible. That's called going from human to angel. Jesus' spirit, the spirit of Christ, was changing his Jewish DNA in his resurrection form partially. Then he says, don't cling to me. I have not yet ascended to my Father. When he ascended to his Father, then there was a complete transfiguration of his Jewish DNA. Amen. Amen. And his flesh became completely angelic (laughs) as his spirit. Your promised land is your soul and flesh becoming as angelic as your born again spirit in Christ. Amen. All right. Psalm 68 up with God, down with his enemies adversaries, run for the hills gone like a puff of smoke like a blob of wax in the fire one look at God and the wicked vanish, when the righteous see God in action, they laugh they'll sing, they laugh and sing for joy sing hymns to God all of heaven, sing out clear the way for the coming of the cloud rider cloud rider here is Erebos. Enjoy God. Cheer when you see him. Erebos is the coming of the of him who rides in the seventh heaven. Isn't that good? That's
1: so nice. Oh,
2: hallelujah. Let your people experience the Erebos and the seventh heaven of the cloud rider. Take him up in a chariot. Amen. Amen. Father of orphans, champion of widows, is God in his holy house. God makes homes for the homeless, leads prisoners to freedom, but leaves rebels to rot in hell. But leaves rebels to rot in hell. Amen. Psalm 68, verse 6. God, when you took the lead with your people, when you marched out into the wild, the earth shook. Mm -hmm. Sky broke out in a sweat. God was on the march. Even Sinai trembled at the sight of God on the move. At the sight of Israel's God, you pour out rain in buckets, O oh God. Thorn and cactus become an oasis for your people to camp in and enjoy. You set them up in business. Mm-hmm. They went from rags to riches. That's oh, scripture now. That's he sets verse. you up in business. He takes you from rags to riches to riches. I decree
3: that over your life. He's taking you from rags to riches. <laughs> At
2: Psalm 6810. There's a covenant promise for That's you. That's
3: good. Rags to riches. Amen.
2: He sets you up in business and you are going from rags to riches. It is written, the Lord gave the word. Thousands called out the good news. Kings of the armies are on the run. On the run. While housewives safe and sound Back home, a covenant promise to the housewives isn't that good.
3: The how, real house housewives you know, of Heavenly Jerusalem. Promised
2: land promises for housewives <laughs> in the Bible, but you didn't. They know rags
3: to riches and being safe at home. Housewives <laughs> prospering was, yeah. in their
2: homes. <laughs> Woo! Put that one on the refrigerator. Divide up the plunder. The plunder of Canaanite silver. I can feel the
3: women rejoicing The right plunder now. of Canaanite gold. Will a your proud. husband be a mighty warrior out there plundering the gold Check of the Canaanites? This out.
2: The Bible says that the plunder of the Canaanite silver and gold, which is the storehouses of the riches of the second heavens. Canaanite, never Canaan, is the second heavens promised land of the new covenant. Truth mm-hmm. anyhow. The Bible says that the plunder <laughs> of the second heavens riches, plunder. gemstones, power, silver, gold comes to the housewives.
3: Amen. <laughs> While well, they at home getting their house off. <laughs> exactly HGTV what it like you never seen before like the new <laughs> designer. Look, I just want to speak heavenly designs of your home, just perfect decoration and comfort. Everything the way you just like it. With all your bed sprayed and all those many little extra little pillows that you like. All those little extra pillows that Somebody you like.
2: Somebody say the Bible is wild, man. <laughs> the Bible
3: is wild.
2: The Bible is That's wild. That's why it's set man. to wild
3: and enthusiastic music. <laughs> Amen.
2: On that day, Shaddai scattered the kings. <laughs> Snow fell on the black mountain. You huge mountains, Bashan Mountains, Mighty Mountains, Dragon mm. Mountains. Yeah. Oh, we're melting dragon mountains today. All you mountains not chosen, sulk now and feel sorry for yourselves. For this is the mountain of God. God's mountain that he has chosen to live on, Zion. He'll rule from this mountain for how long? He will rule from this mountain forever. Forever. The chariots of God twice 10,000 now when you get on this mountain there's the angel armies chariots of god twice 10,000 thousands and thousands more besides the lord is in the lead that's jesus christ riding down sinai Mm. straight to the holy place you climb to the high place what does it mean to ride down sinai fulfill the law to fulfill the nation's laws and to cleanse human governments that's what it means straight to the holy place straight into the human spirit you climbed to the high place captivity in tow your arms full of booty from rebels the now and now you sit there in state God sovereign God blessed be the Lord Jesus Christ day after day he carries us along he's our savior Our God, oh yes, he's God for us. He's God who saves us. Mm -hmm. Lord God knows all death's ins and outs. Mm -hmm. What's more, he made heads roll, split the skulls of the enemy as he marched out of heaven saying, I tied up the dragon in knots. Mm. I tied up the dragon in knots. Put a muzzle on the deep blue sea. Mm. You can wade through your enemy's blood mm. and your dog's taste of your enemies from your boots.
1: That's good. It
2: is written. See God on parade. God on parade. Amen. To the sanctuary, my God, my King, on the march. Singers out front, the band behind. Maidens in the middle with consonants. The whole choir blesses God like a fountain of praise. Israel, blesses God. Look, little Benjamins out front and leading, princes of Judah in their royal robes, princes of Zebulun, princes of Naphtali, parade your power, O God, the power, O God, that made us what we are. Your temple, high God, is Jerusalem. Kings bring gifts to you. Rebuke that old crocodile Egypt with her herd of wild bulls and calves rapacious in her lust for silver, crushing peoples, spoiling for a fight, let Egyptian traitors bring blue cloth, and Cush come running to God, her hands outstretched. Sing, O kings of the earth, sing praises to the Lord. There he is, Skyrider. That's again Araboth ruler mm-hmm. from the seventh heaven. There he is, Sky Rider. Striding mm-hmm. In the ancient skies. Listen, he's calling in thunder, rumbling, rolling thunder. Call out bravo to God, the high God of Israel. His splendor and strength rise huge as thunderheads. A terrible beauty, O oh God, streams from your sanctuary. <clears throat> the spirit and the bride say, Come and drink. The terrible beauty that streams. From your sanctuary, from your Ereboth. Woo! Drinking from the streams mm. of Araboth tonight. It's Israel's strong God. He gives power and might to his people. Mm. O oh, you his people. Bless God. Amen. Amen.
3: <laughs>
2: glory. That's really good. Mm.
3: Ereboth glory. <laughs> Remember, oh, you have been following for a while our old video on... Return to Ereboth, that's what the journey is. It's your return to the seventh heaven. That's why I was got that man that spacesuit looking like he's walking through a beat up second heavens. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know it's funny the the designer who made that art, you know, as we continued teaching the last couple of years about the return to Araboth. They changed the one that looked like, it honestly looked like Saturn or like Uranus with the rings or like a black hole. And then it changes in the next one to a cross. Mm. So I know that was prophetically inspired art, but it's really the cross. It's taken us there. Mm. And I always say, you know, it's like a completion of the rainbow. Because once the second heavens pathway is cleared up, all those blessings, you know, usually blessings will come down through the second heavens. And then a lot of times the enemy will tempt people into sin and then use that to take their blessing. So as they're coming down, so that conquering of the second heavens is going to give a nice, clear, and safe way for those blessings to come down and be received where they're supposed to be received. And so it just kind of puts an end to that, oh, they're getting blessed, Oh, so what about me? What about me? You know, like, just go up because then it's easier to receive a blessing, and then you can help other people receive their blessings. So, it's not just like all that competition in the sand. It's like, you know, people who can help one another, and the best way you can help one another is go up. Because then you have a, the high ground, right? You get the high ground, and you start doing damage, and you can help people inherit their destinies, their true destinies. So, and Literally, if every single one of you inherits your perfect destiny, it's not going to infringe on anybody else's destiny because this is not God outside minded, bewitched, Mm -hmm. Jezebelic Christianity. That's where you get that kind of culture from, where it's really toxic. You have to like, they like put you down, or they feel like they got to like take you out so they can have their destiny. I don't know, it gets weird. It gets mentally ill.
1: Mm
3: -hmm. Literally to the point of. Pretty much anybody you'll ever meet in Charismatic or Glory Stream, even Drunken Glory Christianity, who is not going up, if you put any one of them in front of a clinical psychologist of any like decent caliber, they'll recognize those signs as clinical depression, bipolar schizophrenic disorders. I mean you name it, and we know it's demonic. But even just the Gentiles recognize it and that's the thing. people are like, oh, where are the youth, where are the youth? You dumb motherfucker, they're not gonna come to that. Do you understand? This generation, this younger generation, they are some of the most informed, most educated, maybe that's outside of you know the walls of church. but even there where they're at, they are so educated on mental and emotional abuse. If you're gaslighting them, they're gonna know it. they 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 know this stuff they study it they share information so if you're going to be fake and all that under the sun bullcrap it's fake they're going to see that a mile away they're not you'll never have a youth harvest with that kind of attitude they go where are the youth where are the youth how about you stop being abusive and stop like giving the name of god a bad name trying to compensate for your lack of ascension. That's all it is. Abusive, glory stream Christianity is the people trying to compensate for their lack of actual sanctification, which is ascension. Real sanctification is ascension. Real ascension is sanctification. It's the sign of the covenant, circumcision. So if that's not actually happening, it's just in the imagination it's just in like now where we're, we found a way to experience the glory, but not go up and not repent. So then it gets to be emotionally and psychologically and spiritually abusive. And so what you have is a smarter generation or a more informed, more educated generation who can spot that stuff a mile away. They don't care what you're selling. They're not going to buy it because even though they don't know the spirit of God, they can at least tell if you're going to be carnal in their carnality they can tell apart abuse and gaslighting and so on mm-hmm. and so you'll know ne- it'll never work
2: they can recognize sincerity that's the and key genuineness yeah which is actually quite rare in christianity that's why most of it's plastic cheap and cheesy. even and cheesy in the charismatic Fake. church and that's because of how much witchcraft is in charismatic christianity Ooh. and it's a lot i mean it is way Ooh. more than you can imagine so, being holy now is being set apart from charismatic witchcraft. Right. And that begins with realizing your sod in your bellies. <laughs> That'll bring you right up to the blood moon of Joel. Joel's army, standing mm-hmm. on the blood moon. The moon becomes your womb. Realizing the glory is realizing sapphire stones in you to rise in your spirit, man, from glory to glory internally, walking on sapphire pavement. It begins in the moon. That's why the first realization of the glory, Colossians one twenty seven, is recognizing a stone tablet that God can write his word on in your spirit, which is the moon. The physical moon in the sky has a spiritual angelic station, and Archangel Gabriel is stationed as Archangel of Yasad the moon. And the moon becomes the believer's womb because Revelation 12.1 says she birthed. So there's the womb of the moon. Mm -hmm. And that's really the source of Shekinah. That's the beginning of glory life. And until you get into that celestial ring, you'll be terrestrial and all your charismatic, fake, plastic crap. And so the terrestrial, like it says in Enoch, uh, most of them that practice the witchcraft of the charismatic terrestrial... Are warring against the stars. They're warring against the sapphire stones. They're warring against the potential of the gemstones, the mm-hmm. believer's rewards. They're warring against the right. high priesthood, which because they become low priesthood. The terrestrial mm-hmm. is low priesthood. Right. It's technon ministry. High priesthood mm-hmm. is always cosmic, always celestial. And for mm-hmm. you to step into it, you simply have to realize the glory of Jesus Christ. In your womb, mm-hmm. which is literally God's word being written upon the moon, inside your bellies. When you get the moon activated in your belly, mm-hmm, yeah. you go from Earth to Heaven like Ooh, that.
3: Come on. And you so can do the it. Bible
2: says many of them will be born in Zion, which will be, they'll be born in the cosmic spheres. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be born on Earth. Born on Earth is dead animal. That's what Jesus taught. They'll be born in Heaven. Mm-hmm. So they'll stay in the heavenlies. They'll stay in the cosmic and the celestial. Mm -hmm. They'll understand they're born on sapphire stones. They're born Mm -hmm. on angelic rings and realms. They're born on angelic spheres. And they don't come down. They can live angelic lives. The future generation that's here now is going to learn to constantly live in the angelic spheres. Mm -hmm. This is what gets formed inside you. This is how you maintain internal resurrection glory to glory is having all of the gemstones of your ephod of the cosmos which are the planetary systems and their powers activating the angelic ability of the archangels from each one of these spheres working in you now you're fortified in the stone tablets these are the stones that if you fall in it crushes everything to powder that's why the Bible speaks of stones literally several hundred times. Because this world mm-hmm. is a world of stones. And what are these stones if they're used in God's original design? Gemstones.
3: Mm, for a nice temple. Revelation 21, <laughs> Notice the heavenly
2: Jerusalem is only built out of gemstones. The the celestial Israel enters through gemstones. Gemstones is celestial cosmic level faith through conquering mm-hmm. planetary spheres and activating angelic abilities. That's yes. the promised land, y'all. <laughs>
3: it's so good. It's good for you to become a cosmic Christian. I feel a little resistant, so I want to break through this one. Ooh. <clears throat> okay, thank you. <laughs> There is, um, you know, it's good for you to become a cosmic Christian and have wisdom of the sun, right? The sun is what gave Keenan his wisdom, his great wisdom. And the more you draw from that and burn in that, it'll give you celestial wisdom. And this is something else that I wanted to, to talk about with you and just to explain, because it takes the fear off of it and the, the paranoia and, the, you know, the wondering about It's When it comes to sin... And that sin is still hiding in someone. There's a lot of, like, fear about it. There's a lot of paranoia. Oh, don't do that. Don't touch that. Don't look at that. Don't, you know, because there's a fear there instead of just the wisdom of understanding how the world operates and why things are the way they are. Uh, One of those things is we were talking about that young generation. A lot of them have found that when they leave the four walls of Christianity, right, just religious, whether it's Pentecostal, charismatic, evangelical, they leave the church they get into drinking, they get into, you know, whatever it is they get into, and a lot of them, I'm noticing, because I go and I look around to see what they're doing on social media, and I'll, I'll find them online, a lot of them, even though they still feel like they have a love for God, they just, they know religion didn't work for them, they know it's not right, they end up getting into sins, uh, a lot of it's alcohol, or um, low-grade things like a little bit of, you know, a little bit of marijuana. A little bit of something here or there. But they have this feeling like they want to be connected to God. But they know they cannot go back to church. They cannot do that. They're, there's no way they can deal with that kind of stuff. they Time for
2: would. a celestial church.
3: Well, here's the thing. is A lot of them notice that when they a lot of them get into tarot mm. and things like that. And what they realize is they're more accurate in tarot. And their tarot card readings uh, and their astrology than they ever were in the four walls of christianity. So, you know, you can almost maybe you feel like when we talk about this, do you feel yourself tensing up? Oh, oh, what about Don't check your horoscope. That's a sin. You know, the Cosmopolitan mm. magazines. If that's a temptation for you, that's just there's still idolatry of starlight in you, right? So, but why got is a religious that religious
2: spirit big deal?
3: Why is it that if you when you look at the the books in astrology, they seem to be they're accurate. Right? There are some that oh generic and blah blah blah, but no, like literally a lot of them are accurate and and sinful. So why is it that they're that these kids are leaving church and they're getting more accurate and seeing what's going on in their lives and their souls and in the world through tarot card readings and astrology? It's because starlight and the zodiac is the limitation of a soul. So when someone says, oh, they're born under this star sign and this, there's a lot of truth to that. That's just the limitation of the soul. Now, if you look in Jewish history, they understood that God's people were special. And the fact that if you belong to God, the living God who created the heavens and the earth and including all the stars, which as many of you already know, the stars are meant to tell a story of creation and salvation and the redemption of mankind. And to this day, they sing and they praise his glory. But why is it in witchcraft, in astrology, horoscopes, and tarot card readings, they get so accurate, more so than when they were in religion? Because the accuracy of the limitations of the fallen soul, there's an accuracy there. But if you understand God's creation, And Jewish history you'll understand that those limitations did not apply to God's people so if those things written about let's say your horoscope now I'm sure none of you've ever read yours right you are too holy for that you never snuck online when you were a kid right in the early 2000s when that was all the rage but part of your growing up through the celestial realm in the narrow path of the cross of Jesus is breaking off those limitations those should not apply to you. you know, there's there's no reason for you to go and look into those things unless you have a calling and destiny like you know John Paul Jackson. Mm-hmm. He would go and read their books and he would go to, and just completely destroy their occ- occult, the occult. Yeah, Yeah, he would set up a...
2: Dream tents at the occult festivals. Yeah,
3: he would do that. Some people have a calling for that. And so if you have a fear-based mentality, oh, I can't even think about it, I can't look at it, that means that idolatry is still in you and that needs to come out. But we want to grow into maturity, and so you can understand when these, especially the young people, they're looking for real answers. They're like, "Oh, we just don't talk about there's it."
2: There's no fear in Christ,
3: right? There's no fear. So it's just let's growing up and understanding as you conquer the second heavens within you. Those limitations of those things of the stars do not apply to your destiny. The people of God has have always been. Meant to be above the stars, Mm. raining down through them in creation.
2: Walking on the stars. The Bible says that Mm. Enoch walked on the stars. Amen. And above him was lightnings.
3: Now, what about the tarot card reading? Why is that so accurate? Is it just cards? Is it like a Ouija board? Is it seance? You know? What it is, is essentially, if you take the tree of life configuration, right? You have the tree of life. You have the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's just the the foundation of the building blocks of how everything is. Christ that upholds all things, right? He fills all things. They can understand that template. So what they do is they use cards and they use them because they're associated with different parts and paths along that way. And so they can talk with demonic spirits who understand, right? Like witchcraft, dark Kabbalah, all kinds of, you know, occult knowledge. And so in communicating with those spirits, they're getting, you know, some somewhat accurate readings. But it's the fallen template and it's underneath that soul limitation of, you know, since the fall of creation. So that's just simply what it is. But if you learn wisdom and the ascension of the cross of Jesus Christ through Jesus Christ and the pure sapphire stones and not the lapis lazuli false throne of Satan, with those stones, as those come off of you and out of you, you're reversing the curse, and your destiny, which is Jesus Christ, is overcoming that whole system. And so now you can understand when you, if that conversation comes up, if the angels send you someone to minister to that person, to talk and to speak life into them, you can speak with wisdom and understanding and confidence and without fear, like, oh, no. We just, we don't talk about it. We don't, you know, just freeze up, right? The Fight or flight or freeze. That's animal nature. That's what has to die. And so we just want to come into a greater maturity and rest and understanding so that we can have a youth harvest. God wants to save a billion souls. A billion. It's a lot of youth. And a lot of them are looking and a lot of them are finding that they're reconnecting with Jesus. But they need help. Uh, they need teachers. They need, like, we to be able to reach them. There's so many things that we have to break through in technology where the message is quenched. So just by simply liking this broadcast, sharing it, subscribing. You know, if you comment, even if you comment emojis or something on the broadcast... What it does with those algorithms is that's a small way that you can help get the message out there because I've looked and there are people who are searching. They've been through that whole system. They've been through church. They've been through astrology. They've been through tarot cards and the occult. But they just, they want to reconnect with God. And they just, they don't know how to process what they've been through while still returning to God. So we need to make straight the way of the Lord so that whatever they're coming out of, we can let, make it straight and make it known that it's completely different than that fallen Christianity they had that bad experience with, that this is something completely separate because there's a lot of trauma, a lot of PTSD around that whole subject, and the truth, only the truth of the Word of God will set them free. So, you know, if you can do what you can, you can to help us get the message out, get the broadcast out, share the broadcast, tag your friends. It comment, you subscribe, all those little things that you do, it really helps us out. So I want to thank you for that.
2: Amen. Thank you. The whole transition in this generation that brings in the great harvest is from terrestrial to celestial. Amen. And if the Christianity ain't pioneering the celestial, get out of the way. You're not advancing the kingdom, you're just taking up space, you're just stealing, and we just need all that anathema now. To make straight the way of the Lord for the this generation to come into celestial kingdom of heaven reality. And that's what everyone's looking for. But the Bible says the Pharisees block the way. Right. Pharisees are charismatic witchcraft that blocks this stuff and turns everyone against it when they start hearing about it. And those you'll, you'll find if you, if you stick around a little while. Those are all the enemies fighting this message, fighting this true promised land reality. It all needs to be burnt up. They need to burn up the Pharisees blocking the way, stealing the souls and stealing the finances and stealing all of the stage. It needs to be totally anathema so that people can come into the church of the firstborn in heaven. Mm -hmm.
3: So they can return to the Father. Amen. Amen.
2: (laughs) So thank you for promoting true celestial promised land, pioneering in this ministry. Bless every single one of you in your hearts. I pray that the luminaries be healed inside your hearts and that you can see Jesus Christ doing a work inside of you like the ephod of the high priest. Now, Jesus Christ is in you, so his very breastplate of righteousness will be visible to your minds as you hear this message and it illuminates your minds and that the eyes of your heart and the renewing of your mind would bring forth a greater heavenly glory inside all of your hearts and let it outpour to everyone around you as light and true light consumes all the darkness and false light in America and in the whole world in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> we'll see you guys yes. tomorrow. <laughs> Give an offering today, partner with this ministry, begin tithing, consecrate your business and all your ability to gain wealth for the advancement of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Malachi chapter 3 that says, Test me in finances, in tithes and offerings, so that you are not robbing my temple and robbing my kingdom by giving tithes and offerings into my temple. Then I will open the storehouses of the windows of the heavens upon you, and you will not be able to contain... All the blessings and favor and abundance that I pour out on you, it is written. Amen. <laughs> Glory. <laughs>
4: Since you found me